Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us Monday. So, Jim, today we're going to look at the the top 10 secrets, or are, well, your top 10 secrets to living the rich life. Now, yeah. when we say about a rich life, I mean, do you mean like lots of money rich life, or do you mean like the things in life maybe that make your life richer in terms of maybe family and and uh, things that you value a lot more than maybe money, mm. or what's your, what's your take on that? It's a good question. Um, this is purely about money. Right. Because I tell you what, you'll not be able to do much in life without money. Because money drives everything. And anybody that says anything different, it's like, try going to the, the cinema and saying, I don't have any money. Try right. going to a restaurant and saying, I don't have any money. Try going to anywhere. And if you want a car, if you want a house, if you want anything, and say, well, I don't have money. I'm just expecting you to give me it for nothing. It's like, well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way the system works. Don't shoot the messenger. It's the way the system works. That's really what it comes down to. Because a lot of people actually come on and castigate go, it's not all about money. You're damn right it is. Yeah. It's money is the, the most stressful situation in a couple's relationship is typically all about money. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. What you're what what are you spending on? What are you spending on? It's no fair. How am I not getting this? And how am I not able to spend this? And how are you stopping me for spending this? And how are you able to spend that? <laughs> and what about your secret spending, your secret hoarding, and all these different things that go on? And and it all involves money. Mm-hmm. And it's all money. It's stopping people and habits. Mark says it right there. It's all habits. It's mindset towards money. And it's all these habits that you've created. It actually are holding you back from living that rich, rich lifestyle overall. Right. You know, definitely, I would say. This is all about living your rich lifestyle. Um, and you can do that no matter what income you're on right now. You can choose to do that. Now, I'm not talking about going out and saying, let's go and buy a Mercedes or let's go and buy a Ferrari or let's go and buy a boat and I'm on, you know, 200 quid a week. Uh, that's no just that's not going to happen. That's no realistic. But you can still live a quite a decent rich life in terms of your income, in terms of what you're bringing in based on the income that you've got coming in right now. And and I think this is the 10 secrets I'm talking about here. And I will elaborate on them quite a bit. Um, is they're all you'll say to yourself oh I know all these things already Uh, newsflash are you doing this are you doing it are you doing it no is the answer to that you're not doing it that's what that answer is because if you were doing it you'd be living your rich life already and if you're not living your rich life then you're pretty better but better much tune in and listen to what I've got to say Uh, it's listen it makes no difference to my lifestyle and the way I'm going the way I'm going to I actually said this morning I was looking at my app and I was like, holy shit, it's 38 degrees in Spain. And Ian turned around to me and says, <laughs> You're gonna jump on a plane right now, aren't you? And I went, I've got the wealth creation show. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I tell you more. what, I tell you what, if I had no if I had no commitments this week, I would have yeah. been on a plane today across to Spain in 38 degrees sunshine on yeah. the beach genuinely that is talking about getting to the absolute pinnacle of living your rich life um if you can if you can do that and you can afford to do that yeah but i'm not talking about that in general i'm talking about just running the mill what i started out in the beginning how i was able to live a, a decent life a comfortable life but i did make a lot of sacrifices on the way you know, there's no mm. doubt about that. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, I will say, and it's not me that says this. Most people say, Jim, but you're the exception to the rule. 
it's like you just went completely anal about this whole thing and mm. you just got down to the point where you got down the brass tacks where you wouldn't spend anything unless there was something in it, it compounded for your future you wouldn't yeah. invest anything unless you did that you wouldn't buy anything you wouldn't upgrade anything unless there was some benefit in it in the medium to long term in order to set you free because my ultimate vision was be able to set myself free it was becoming effectively a time lord yeah it was yeah, it, it really, a yeah. joke about this this tag time lord i wanted to buy back my time so much desperately i wanted to have my own time to myself i wanted to choose what i did with my time and that was the most important thing to me but i knew the only thing it would restrict in my time is actually all to do with money mm -hmm. because yeah. my time was always traded for money and if you break out of that cycle where your time is no longer dependent on your income you set yourself free but this is about just basic brass tacks. This yeah. is about, you know, just normal run of the day. If you're in a job, if you're working nine to five, um, so, you know, like yourself, Richard, you know, you yeah. can live a rich lifestyle as well um, uh, within what you've got. And, yeah. and but most people don't realize it. Every single person at this point in time will sit and say to themselves, I have got no money at the end of the month. How am I else? How is this idiot going to tell me how to live my rich life? Because <laughs> I'd be saying that. Yeah. I think it's important to realise that everybody's at different stages and different levels and things. And like you said, Jim, if, 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 if uh, living a rich life is to you spending time with your family and doing things, that might be, like you say, going to the cinema, going to do things. And money's still the driver there. You still need money to do these things. Um, so no matter what, whether it's like yourself, if you want to jump on the pl a plane to Spain and that's the thing that makes you feel like that, or if, if it's just somebody that works nine to five and wants to take their kids to the pictures at the weekend, or the cinema, I should say. Um, money's the driver there at, at different levels, but it's still the driver. Um, so let's dive into what we're going to talk about today, Jim, and the 10 secrets. So we'll start off firstly, I think, and I think it's really important, um, a really important one, and it's to be thankful. And I think a lot of people maybe aren't as thankful and they probably struggle with that the most, to, to be thankful with their position that they're in just now, um, no matter what level you're at. Um, how important is that, Jim? I, I think it's been appreciative and thankful about where you are right now and where you were before. It's amazing the amount of times, and I've picked you up on this before as well, Richard. Uh, wait a minute, what was it like five years ago for you? Yeah, I know. And you're like, it's completely different today now than it was five years ago. And that's the appreciation you've got to have for where you mm -hmm. are right now. Because I tell you what, you weren't there before five years ago. You were probably a lot less well off in terms of where you were. Mm -hmm. And most people are because we improve over time, but we forget to acknowledge that and be thankful for where we are. And also the hard work and effort other people put in round about it work with you. Yeah. Um, that's that's key as well. So yet, the other thing as well is be appreciative. Um, appreciative means, and, and being thankful, is it's hard, right? As you earn, here's a classic, as you earn more, this is what happens normally for everybody. Okay. As you earn more money, you immediately think you can buy more. And you're subject to, it's like almost like a heroin addiction. It's like yeah. people get into that sort of, um, in, into that mentality. They get addicted to, 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 to continually spending. They can't actually see. My, my, my dad used to say, money burns a hole in your pocket, son. Honestly. Every single time I had money, I just wanted to spend it because I felt I felt the rush. I felt the dopamine that you get out of that. 
So can I just add to that? So people might find that it's interesting, Jim, but a lot of if they if they follow the show and a lot of what we talk about, for you to say, obviously your dad used to refer to like, oh, money bundle hole in your pocket, and you used to have this urge to spend all the time. So how did Absolutely. you how did you change that? How did you get? I mean, I, I know that's probably a whole show in itself, but I mean, how did I change that? I I changed that with the mentors that I had. So, you know, it's the 35 years ago when I bumped into all these mentors on network marketing, Jerry Mandiscriven, Pat and Greta Gregory, Bill, Bill and Les O'Brien, uh, um, you know, all these different people from different walks of life who had been far more successful than me, then taught me about things like, you know, it is the it is the farmer mentality. It's the compounding wealth. It's the delayed gratification. It's mm -hmm. everything you hear right now on your TikTok videos, on everything else that's going on in the media, because it's now that information more readily available. There was no mediums like that at the time for me. You know, 35 years ago, Facebook, internet, mobile phones never existed. Yeah. There was nothing like that. So the, the acquisition of knowledge and expertise was only by chance or, or by the fact at the point of readiness, in other words, you were prepared to receive that message from someone else um, without actually judging it or without actually writing it off. I used to look at books on the shelf when I was younger and it used to say, how to become a millionaire. And my cynical thought was, yeah, write a book and sell it to everybody and you'll be, an, you'll be a millionaire. That's how I used to think. Mm -hmm. And then that was the end of that conversation. Know the fact that, give me that book. <laughs> <laughs> read the book, yeah. Oh, book, let me read that book now. It's like, but now in hindsight, I realised that, you know, reading that book and that knowledge and that information from people that have a track record from before is, is the knowledge of what will set me free. And, yeah. and it's really, I'm trodden the I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm not really trodden the path they're going, I'm walking the path they're going. I'm actually in a car, possibly on a super highway they've built already to get from A to B. Mm -hmm. Whereas what I had to do is I had to make my own path all the way through, zigging, zagging all the way through. But now I've actually created a path that goes straight ahead. So anybody that really plugs their head, you know, self into me would actually get this super highway mentality and the fact that they'll get from me to be a far quicker than it took me to do because i know the things that you shouldn't be doing which will hold you back yeah we talked about it the other week shiny penny yeah like oh look at that so it, it's been thankful for these things and being thankful as well for the things that you've got like your health your wealth yeah your family your friends the people around about you And the very fact that you've been thankful is you probably earn about 90% more than what the rest of the world earns at this point in time. You now might not understand fact that. You might not understand that or believe that. But most people in the UK earn about 90%. 90 of the people in the UK earn, you know, more. 90% people in the UK earn 90% more than, than the people, 90% of the people in the world. Yeah. Which most listeners, no matter what they form, you've got to be thankful for that. Yeah. Look at the guy in Kenya in the mud hut who's having to go out and kill his goats every day, which gives him milk, and he's having to make a compromise, or she's having to make a compromise to, I have to kill that goat in order to feed myself, in order to survive. They rely on, on the mountain, and, you know, when you're going up Everest, it's like uh, maybe a, a yark's fallen off the mountain, a wild yark or a, or, or a cow or something like that. It's fallen off the mountain, it's lying there, and the guys are slicing it up for their tea. You know, they're, they're basically slicing it up because it's like, oh, my God, this thing's just lap, falling on our lap. Let's get as much meat off of this possible and take it with us and yeah. take it back to our families. That's effectively what these people are like. And we look at ourselves and think, why have I not got my central heating? 
<laughs> we just spoke about that. Eh? So, yeah. It's a wee bit chilly the day. It's yeah. like, oh my God, the fact that you're living a lot longer. 30 year old, 100 years ago, 30 year old was the average life. Mm -hmm. We're now living a 60 and 70 year old. We are living double beyond that. It's nothing to do with health and actually looking after ourselves. It's medicines. It's access to proper proper um, health care. That's why we are living longer. The next evolution for us, this is what, listen into this, the next evolution, you'll never read this anywhere else right now. The next evolution is, is medicine 3.0. Now, medicine one was just, you know, just generally parching yourself up. Medicine mm -hmm. two was all about, you know, things like radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and all the rest of it. Medicine three is all about making sure what you're putting into your body, what you're putting into your mind, and how you're, the toxins that you're absorbing every single day is how to avoid these in order to avoid long-term illnesses like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, you know, all these different things. This is what's going to start killing us off now. You've got all these diseases in your body the day you're born. So you've got to be thankful for the very fact that you've got healthcare that gets you through this and, and understands yeah. it. But the next evolution and the way to live longer and live a more prosperous life and maybe a healthier life is actually to take care of your body earlier now. Science isn't going to do this for you anymore. Yeah. You have to do it on your own accord. Definitely. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. That. Diary of a CEO, you know, he just talked about that the other night. How to live a long life. I expect, and we had talked about 110. I've now got my mind. I wonder if I could make it to 150. <laughs> just the very prospect of that in my mind, thinking what I need to do yeah. to get to 150 might actually see me to 120. See how I've built that? See yeah. how I've got that? Yeah. That mentality. It's like the aiming for the stars and hitting the moon on the yeah, part. because then I'm now thinking about the things that I'm ingesting every single day and the environment that I'm putting myself in, what I'm absorbing in my skin. You know, when you put deodorants on, it's like the first thing I look is, like, there's no smell. I didn't need to put a deodorant on. Yeah, it's funny because, like you say, about how you changed your uh, approach to things and got really, like, meticulous about, uh, obviously, systems and how things work and that, then when you started to think about this, Jim, I know obviously that you started to get really meticulous about even like down to like deodorant and things absorbing into your skin. And it's like, but I mean, people might think that's maybe a wee bit overkill. Yeah, I guess, but, right. Here's what happens. Here's mm -hmm. what happens. Everybody remember the numbskulls in the Beano. You used to run about and yeah. wee men in your head and women in your head and run about and sorted all your body out. Effectively, that's what you've got in your system. You've got all these things that actually, you know, sort your system as you go. But they can only sort so much within you. So if they're only sorting so much within you, when you ingest a toxin, and I mean things like a deodorant, because that's a yeah. toxin, when you put sun cream on as well, and you ingest that into your skin, which is your biggest lymph node, which absorbs into your bloodstream and into your brain, you're, all these wee things in your body, all these uh, fight all these infections off, runs to that as well and thinks, I can't cope with I fighting everything. I've only got a limited amount of people here in order to do this. So what am I going to do? You're going to have to wait then. You're going to have to let that shit go around your brain and your bloodstream mm -hmm. and affect your arteries. That's what happens to you. So this is why you've got to be extremely thankful for where you are right now and the technology that we've got and the world we live in and the country that we live in right now. Because God forbid you could be sitting in the middle of the Ukraine right now. I know. 
I know. Yeah. You could be in so, Russia, you could be in America where it's all gun shootings and stuff like that. There's the highest crime rate. Yeah. And and healthcare is you have to pay for it. Yeah. Education. Education. People have got student loans and their student loans are like two hundred thousand dollars. And we're greeting at the fact that we didn't have heating in our house. It's like all oh, my heating's no work in the day. Why is that? That's yeah, what you've got to be thankful for. Yeah, definitely important that I think whatever your circumstances or whatever it is, take us just take a step back and think about what you actually have. Um, now you, we, I think it's, we move on to the next topic. What we've got, Jim, and, and it's uh, at buying time. And you, as the self-proclaimed time lord, <laughs> I think time is quite an important thing. Uh, Mark mentioned there about delegating, Jim. You spoke about obviously having the right people around you. Delegating is obviously a really important thing. Hence the reason I ended up working with you and a lot of our other yeah. team. Um, Mark always says that, it also says that, Richard, do you do you live your rich life? I'm well on my way of my journey, uh, Mark, but I feel like I'm quite early on in the stages, but I'm on the way. But yeah, buying time back, and now it might sound a bit like a cliche because a lot of people do say it, and uh, a lot of like YouTubers and, and gurus or whatever uh, money, do say money that. Money is not, right, here it comes, money is not the most valuable commodity, yes. it's time. Time. Time is the one. If you can buy your time back, and this is what I go on about every single time, time lord, time lord, time lord, that's what you want to become. Because if you have the money and you can you can buy back your time and you no yeah. longer need to use your time for anything else and you could do what you want to do when you want to do it, this is the truly the way to live a rich life, definitely. If you've got your time, your goal is not to accumulate more money, it's to accumulate more time. And it's yeah. to accumulate the money to buy back the time as well. Now, this again comes back to saying, I have a great saying that I say every single time. I'm going to be temporarily ambitious to be permanently lazy. I like being temporarily ambitious to be permanently lazy. And temporal ambition is all about just putting hours in, putting exactly what you wanted. And that's where people go, oh, well, you know, it's like you're spending on this time. I'm investing my time like an author invests in writing a book because they invest all that time and effort in writing that book or they invest in all that time and effort in doing that course. And then what they do is they sell it to someone else and they then go and sell it and they get a royalty off it. Therefore, they're no longer involved in it. Therefore, their time is now making money. So it's the initial investment and the time that you put into it, it reaps all the crops and all the all the harvest for the years and 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 years and, years, and even years after you're dead for your next generation. Mm -hmm. That's how important it is to be temporally ambitious, to be permanently lazy. I like being lazy. <laughs> it suits me. My skin, my wrinkles disappear. And I get better time. And I feel better overall. <laughs> yeah, I think obviously that, that and, and, and how you you put that out there, it kind of ties into the thing that we're going to talk about next, and which is uh, spending your time on things that scale up. Uh, and I think that kind of falls into that category as well. Um, I think if we, we just kind of talk about them as, as at the same time, because that did kind of merge into that, Jim, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. This goes on to the fact that, you know, the, the typical example about if you're spending your time all the time, um, uh, every single year, your your counter goes and resets to zero at the start of the year again. So mm -hmm. at the start of the financial year, your counter resets to zero. You've got nothing left to show for it. This is where it's essential then to spend your time on the things that actually will scale for you. This is about your side hustles. 
I'm yeah. a great believer every single time as you work your normal nine to five job and you maximize it for as much as it's got, in other words, and then take a lot of that that you're generating in there and invest it for this time on the things that you can scale. And you can scale things like wealth creation. You can scale things like compounding. You can, you know, property investment, whether that's property investment, whether that's crypto for someone, whether that's, you know, well, look what happens to crypto now. Where, where's all the crypto people now? Disappear. Talk complete fad. Where's all the property people? They've been here for hundreds of hundreds of years, every single year, day in, day out. Every single year, day in, day out, every single minute of the day, every single second of the day, the property people are always still here because everybody needs a roof over their head. Gold, silver, whatever it is you want to invest in, if you want to invest in the standard and poor, you know, 500 index, which goes up almost every single year. But the, the point of that is you're taking some of your money and you're putting it into the side hustle. And everybody goes, but I've not got enough money at the end of the month. You have to sit down and work out a budget for yourself, I think. That's really what it comes down to. You have to sit down where all your money is going, where you're actually investing everything, and where is, it, where is it going? Because that allows you then to spend the time on the things that you need to scale. It gives you more focus. This is the classic example about, how could I live till 150? Mm -hmm. What would it need to do? And people, you know, people out there immediately go, I would never want to live till 150, because they imagine themselves as old and decrepit. And they'll not be able to move. That we, you know, that wee thing that the boy's just sung a straw in the bed, and he's just like yeah. a bag of bones. And it's like this guy. Oh, this guy's 140. The oldest person in the world, and he's just go <laughs> sung a straw. And it's like that's not 150 for me. I've got every intention of still running along the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but whether my body copes like that, I then have to work out in my mind. It's like how will I get this to work like this? So you know, set yourself ambitious goals. People will laugh at you. Hey, 150, you're delusional. Hey, you'll not find out if I get there anyway because you'll be dead by then. Yeah. But you, they, they've not got that mentality. That's that's the kind of things, that's the kind of things that, that, that motivate me and make me look at that. So time disappears and you've, you've really got nothing to show for it every single day. What's just happened now has gone. It's gone. You'll never, you'll never get it back. Yeah, what happens now? So the past is in the past. There's no future in it. So it's all about moving forward and actually wondering, how, working out how you can get your future. But it's also making sure you've got enough money to put aside for that. So it's it's if you spend your time and energy building something that will make you money, this is about writing the book, about investing in that fund. It's a, and I'm only talking about small amounts. It doesn't take much. My children have a, almost like, a, you know, their pensions are absolutely huge in comparison. Yeah. I never even had a pension at their age. <laughs> yeah. But I made sure they got that early. And I I've talked to everybody. Everybody I've talked to, I've been religious. I've been almost fanatical about the whole process, about yeah. children's pensions, about taking them out now. Because the because the time that they've got on their side for compounding wealth is astronomical. You know, it's like it's the difference between the the, th the 30 day and the 31 day. The 30 day, you're at five million at double pen, one pence double up for every day. Yeah. Over th over 30 days. And then then the next day, you're at 11 million. Yeah. So you've got time on your side if you're younger, if you start earlier. Buffett, that's how he started. Richest man in the world. Buffett doesn't talk about anything other than the fact that, hey, there's time on his side. He realizes a young man. You know, any 16, 17 year old that if he started investing now for his future, 
he would be pretty wealthy when he retired. But then on the journey, when he bumped into other people and his same mind frame, mindset, he then began to learn from them and learn even more skills, which he applied to what he was doing, which actually accelerated him even more. So you won't know all the answers today if you start now, but you will acquire all these answers on the way. But the key here is you've got to have the faith that you're going to end up where you want to be. Yeah. Now, nobody's lived till 150 year old. So why would I have that thought process and why would I think it would be me? But I have complete and deliberate faith in the fact that, yeah, that could be achievable. There's always got to be, a, there's always got to be somebody that's got to be first. I was going to say, somebody's, somebody's going to get there one day. Somebody's got to be first. Somebody's got to be first. That's it. Now, somebody will probably be first well before me. But it have to me. It's why would you accumulate all this wealth and then get to 50 or 60 year old and then get 10, 15 years of it? Mm -hmm. I, I said to Elaine yesterday, my wife, I said, you have to make sure we have to live long enough to actually enjoy this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's though, yeah. it's, now. it's not about, it's it's like you have to make sure now we're at 55, 56 year old. Yeah. You, we've got to now, we've got to now live at least another 45 years to enjoy this. As far as mm -hmm. I'm concerned, that's the case. Yeah. But we've got to look after our health more than likely and make sure we don't end up like most people do, which is Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, you know, all these ailments. And cardiovascular is a huge one right now. Yeah. This is the next thing, you know, the difference between and your, your health and what's going on. So this is the time to spend on, on the time that you need to scale, which brings us to that next point, doesn't it? Yeah, and then obviously scaling up and then looking, you were you were talking there about investing in things, Jim, and, and this isn't related into time and, and scaling up and it's building and buying assets and, and how you um how you implemented your uh build and buy assets strategy, Jim, to your buy to let portfolio. All related to time buying time back. Yeah. That's it. Vast majority of people work every day and have nothing to show for it at all. Uh, one of the secrets I've learned. Uh, to building wealth is that wealthy people build and buy assets every single time. If you've ever read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad by yeah. Kiyosaki about Keith Cunningham, you'll know most people don't don't know what an asset is. Most people don't know what an asset is. They yeah, think, think the house is an asset. If you ask somebody to definitely tell you what an asset yeah. is, they probably couldn't. Newsflash, your house is not an asset. No. It's a tool to secure your place on the property ladder, and it's a place with a roof over your head to have wind and water tight and safety. That's all it provides you for mm -hmm. your family. You are renting it effectively because you're paying for it every single day until the day you give it up. Buying a separate property that you don't live in that you can earn money out of is an asset. Yeah, That's a say, so, what, so what I was just going to say, what is an asset then, Jim? Something that generates money and put, puts money in your pocket. Basically. An asset is something that builds wealth over a period of time. Your house doesn't build wealth over a period of time. The only way I, an, I, I, an asset, here's how I changed my house into an asset. So my house has been a liability up to the last year. And then I changed it into an asset because what I did was I bought our next house, which we're going to down, downsize into. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've secured my place now, my next place on the on the ladder. There's no yeah. fluctuations in prices anymore. I've got the next place. And I rented it until we're ready to move into it. Now, when we move into it, I will not own it. My children yeah. will own it in their limited company, and I will rent it from them. 
So it's no longer an asset. This house that we're in is an asset because as it goes up in value over time, I've now secured that, that, that money. It comes in on the value of the house now because I have somewhere else to go already. So I've, I've got my place secure. Mm-hmm. That's the key there. So everything I earn from everything, I, this goes up in value. And then I'll release all that money out because at that time, it will probably, well, it isn't a mortgage free now because I could make more money on the money I'm yeah. making. Uh, and there's reasons behind that. Um, but there is a huge amount of equity in there, which I'll release and then I'll either pay down some of the some of the debt or then I'll just give it to my children. Mm-hmm. And folk are going like, why would you not enjoy it? What do you think I'm doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you can only you can only spend so much. It's like I didn't really want to go out and buy a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Although I did, see, I, did see, I did see Kevin Anderson showing some stuff last night and I went, for God's sake, didn't tell me where you can see that. <laughs> so in terms of assets, Jim, um, would it be fair to say that the average person, the only asset they probably have is, you, you mentioned pensions, and it's probably their, their pension and investment fund, um, uh, the retirement fund, sorry. Um, you've got no but, chance. If you've just got invested in a pension, you're, you're, you've had it. You're up the yeah, Sony. Yeah. If you're, if you're relying on your company pension to bail you out when you retire, you've had it. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to be exactly in all the people that are in right now with their pensions. Exactly the same position. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is when you all retire, because you've all got pensions in all these different companies, because you all work for someone, so you're all putting money aside for a pension now, everybody's going to get to the same buying power. Therefore, all the prices of inflation are going to raise up to that price. All the house prices are going to raise up to that, uh, up, up in value as well over the next 10, 20 uh, the next 20 years, house prices will double for this very reason. Because when all that money is released out of these pensions, when everybody's been putting away, everybody's exactly the same again. Therefore, it's like printing money we just did in COVID. It's like the economy then goes boom. Mm-hmm. And then ev- all the prices raise up to actually match that buying power again. That's how they make money. That's how the banks make money. That's how the producers make money. That's how the businesses make money. They just move their prices up in supply and demand because the, the economy can take that now. There's only so much people can buy. I mean, there's only so much oranges and apples you can buy. There's only so much they can grow. So if there's more demand for it. They just put the price up. Yeah. They make more money. So therefore, your pension ain't going to bail you out at all. You're going to be on skint row still. Two-thirds of what you couldn't afford to live on in the first place. That's what most pensions are. They're, the average retirement fund for a pension, the last I heard, was £30,000. That's the total value of it, by the way. Not the <laughs> That's not the yearly amount. That's the total <laughs> value of the people that are retiring right now, on average, is £30,000. You may hear the stories of people at Diageo can taking five and six hundred thousand for working for a year because Diageo bought them out. They're one offs. Yeah, they're one offs in this area. But the average person is retiring on next to nothing. And you're not going to get anything. Look at thirty thousand pound an investment account now. How much would that make every year? One percent. You'd be living on three hundred pound a year. You're not even living on ten percent, which is three thousand a year. You've got one percent, which is three hundred quid a year, off that thirty grand you've got in your pension. Good luck with that. <laughs> That's you're not going to be able to live on that. That's why you've got to build wealth. You've got to build assets. I couldn't care less what anybody else says. This is the way forward. If you're not going to do that, you're going to suffer the consequences. Again, I will do today what others will not to achieve tomorrow what others cannot. So you, it's it's the John Paul, John Paul Getty thing. 
you know, he, he once said, John Poquet, richest man in the world at the time in the oil in, in the 1930s, you know, when everybody else was on their hard on the luck, they were clinging it in. They were multi-millionaires, if not billionaire states at that time, the Gettys, the Getty family. Mm -hmm. And what happened to that is, he once said, he's look, in order to get be successful in life, all you need to do is just observe the masses and what they're doing and do the exact opposite. Observe the masses, do the opposite. If everybody's in a job and working, go and do something else different to that. Mm -hmm. But I'm still a great believer in the fact that stick with the job, get the side hustle. Have your side hustle. The side yeah. hustle will pay. Um, so this is all about, I've not got enough money. Okay, so you've not got enough money. There's two things you can do here. You can actually look at what you're spending your money on right now, and you can go, right, we don't need that. We don't need this. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need this. Oh, we definitely need that. We definitely need this. This is all a fixed cost. This is the stuff we've got to spend on, and we we need that. That's our core amount we have to spend. And then start again afresh and go, okay, that, that leaves us this amount. So I'm going to put 10% aside for to live my rich life every single month you've got 10 percent. Well. yeah yeah live your rich life without 10 percent. go on a night out go on a weekend go to the rugby go to a concert you've got the money to do it spend it mm -hmm. definitely spend it the 10 percent. don't try and save it because this is what this is what this is what most people don't like they don't like the fact that because it's like you've got a temptation to go i tell you what i'll just actually save that as well i mean all work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. Yeah. And and if you if you want to pay the price like me, which is your mental health, then yeah, do that then. That's that, that's, that, you, you will go a bit do lally. You will you will know be able to cope sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, and if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, and that's the price you're going to have to pay for it. But if you really want to have a rich life now and you want to have something for the future, then 10% spend on yourself right now, 10% put aside in a fund every single time. So 20% of your income is going away. Some of it's getting spent, some of it's getting that. And therefore, you'll probably have a bit more left and then you start to divide up what you want to do with that and how you want to do it. Yeah. That's how you do it. I'll guarantee you every single person out there that spends money right now will be spending stuff on things that they don't need to impress people that they don't like. Yeah. Every single time. We see it on Instagram all the time, don't we? Yeah. Look at my new car. Everyone goes, yay, like, 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 like. I'll guarantee you two weeks later, most people I speak to after two weeks go, I think they wish I hadn't bought it now. <laughs> yeah, bought it. Yeah, I know. The novelty's worn off. And it's the like, novelty's yeah. worn off. The honeymoon effect's gone. So if you really want to have that car, go and hire it for two weeks. If it's if it costs you two or three thousand pounds to hire it for two weeks, go and hire it for two weeks. Run about in it. Get a real thrill out of it. Take loads of photographs out. Have that feeling. Anchor it in. Get your move, anchor it in where you are, where you can you can bring that back, that dopamine hit anytime you want. So you me you memorize that and anchor that feeling. Uh, then you get rid of it after two weeks and job done out of your system. But you've still got all that with you. Yeah, I could go yeah. through the process of winning the lottery every single day. Genuinely, yeah. we spoke about that, and it's how to get that feeling. And and but you have yeah. to you have to have got your being able. You obviously, I think you said you learned this. Was it Tony Robbins you learned this, Jim? Hmm. Yeah. How to, anchor, yeah. how to anchor certain feelings. How to anchor. And the easiest way to anchor feelings, as we all know it, we've all got that one record. That when the music comes on, it's like boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you you just go, This is my song. I'm gonna get my groove on. And all the all the adrenaline 
and all the dopamine and endorphins rush to your brain to say this is you, this is your gig yeah let's go for it let's go for it this is the happy thing that's how you get that that's how you get that feeling and then you can switch it off just like that as well so i've just done that right now yeah so i've just experienced that and it's hit my brain and i've switched it off again that's discipline and that's control mm-hmm because you can't live in that planet all the time, because then you'll just completely exhaust yourself. Burn, your, burn yourself then, out. Yeah, yeah. Burn, yeah, effectively that burn. Yeah, but it's called burnout, uh, because your body is only designed to take so much in order to get you above that threshold to 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 work at that that high level position, and then you have to drop back down again. In terms of there, and if you don't drop back down, you're on a hiding to nothing. You will yeah. burn out. So that's key about building assets, building wealth for your healthy, happy retirement. No limits, put no limits to producing incomes of your, your assets and build and buy and all the rest of it. Um, I think it'd be fair to say that learning how to build and, and and or buy assets and things is one of the most important secrets to living a rich life, uh, from what you obviously we've just spoke about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I would say so. Um, it's, it's you, you, there is a bit of delayed gratification here, mm-hmm. definitely. You have oh, yeah. to learn to delay gratification. You can't, and it's easy. It's easy for somebody to see another fund. Open a, two or three bank accounts. So you've got a savings fund that goes away and disappears and you never see it. And don't look at it every day. That's the worst thing you could ever do. You know, because, you know, it just, it just, it's, it's the money burns a hole in your pocket scenario, like my dad used to say. Um, incidentally, my dad used to say money doesn't grow on trees either. And I went, <laughs> well, Money is actually made from paper, and uh, and paper comes from trees. And that was the day I got a clout across the year. <laughs> but I was right. Yeah. <laughs> money did grow on trees. <laughs> but it, but money can grow on trees as well. It's called apples and oranges, isn't it? Yeah. Orchard, production, manufacturing, farming, um, all these different things. So, so it's building assets. It will produce positive cash flow. And in, uh, investing, uh, investing can be an asset. Also, buying real estate for rental can be an asset. Um, um, investing gold, well, it doesn't produce any money, but it goes up and down, secures your place, and uh, and it's and it's a it's supposed to be a tax-free asset. Um, I'm not really sure about that because I know Norman Wisdom got nailed for it for silver. There's a famous test case for Norman Wisdom where he argued that he wasn't due any money, any tax on the gains that he had made in silver. And it was actually it was actually overturned and he was taxable. In it. So, you know, it is taxable whether you like it or no. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. You can't hide it. Um, they'll get you sooner or later. They'll get you sooner or later when you do things like that. Um, learn, learn to build assets, um, and it's and, and it is really one of the secrets of living a rich life. And, and the assets don't need to be; it doesn't need to be real estate. It could be something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. It brings us nicely on to the next one, Richard. Yeah. Now the next one we're going to talk about is investing in yourself, and and you've spoke a lot uh, this this afternoon about your own self being, and obviously investing in yourself, whether that be um, training or. Uh, developing your skill in something um and you always hear like entrepreneurs and things talk about how important it is to invest in yourself Mm -hmm. and you've always figured they're maybe talking about i don't know maybe thought they're talking about spa days and things now obviously maybe a spa day is good could help your mental health and help you obviously um if you're not in the right headspace and things but see the mental health thing thing is overrated 
let's be honest. <laughs> people talk about all the time, oh, my mental health, oh, my mental health, oh, my mental health. Yeah. It's like, oh, give it a rest. Eh? It's I like, know, I mean, it's, if you really want to, if you really want to, you've got to learn to push yourself in some mm-hmm. shape or form. If you've never pushed out of your comfort zone, that is all about, you know, a mental thing, um, about being uncomfortable. If you never push yourself out of your comfort zone, you'll never achieve anything. Yeah. There was never a statue erected to a critic. So I couldn't care less who has a go at me because of that. It's like, this is the life I've done, and this is what I've done to get where I am. And it, several times I've just gone beyond that. There yeah. is actually interesting questions. We might talk about this next week. There's 10 interesting questions which will actually tell me straight away, and it will tell you if you're actually going to succeed in life. That's a classic. I'm writing it down as we speak. Yeah. It's as if you're going to... No, it's, it, it's, it is a quick quiz. It is a quick quiz, so it's not going to be a whole show. No, but I might no. actually cover it next week. So if you bring it up next week, yeah, I'll no, maybe have these prepared 10 questions and actually ask people um, to answer these 10 questions truthfully. And then I'll tell them what what, the, what it means with the answer, the answers that you're given. Because it will tell me straight away whether you've got the whether you've got the kahunas <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, to actually stay in the game long enough yeah. to actually build wealth, um, and whether you or whether you need to change your mindset in order to do that. So it, it gives a lot. It gives a lot away in terms of that. I'm laughing so, that uh, Mark's wrote uh, question one. Do, do you watch the Wealth Creation Show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I always have, I always hear in entrepreneurs and, you know, um, whatever that is really, uh, how important it is to invest in yourself. Yeah. Now, over the years, people put a price tag on how much they've invested. I've hundreds of thousands, I suppose, if you add it up over the years. But more importantly, it's the time I've invested. Um, it's probably worth more than anything because mm-hmm. once you invest in yourself, that knowledge and information really doesn't disappear. And you could always go back to it. It's like the classic example of if you want to be a lawyer or in special, well, if I wanted to be an accountant and specialise in auditing, I would have excelled in auditing at my exams, which I did. And I and I excelled in taxation as well. I got distinctions in both, uh, in management accounting as well, actually. And that, in fact, I got distinctions in everything. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, but hey, wait a minute. How is that possible? Let's bring that back. Okay. How is it possible? This is investing myself. I got distinctions in everything. We're talking about accountancy, management accounting, auditing, internal uh, um, uh, taxation. Um, we're also talking about business law. And it's like, how on earth did you manage to get distinctions and everything? If you failed accountancy at school, you failed all grade and you failed to hire. So how the hell did you manage to do that mm-hmm. when you were at college? And this is all about point of readiness as well. Are you prepared to take that journey? Are you prepared to put that time in? Are you prepared to invest in yourself? Are you prepared to discipline yourself in order for a brighter future? Because investing in yourself will make you more money in years to come than ever you will get right now. Yeah. Because learning something is valuable to someone else. This is, the, this is the great one I hear from a lot of people. Oh, I've got 20 years experience in my job. Oh, no, what have you been doing? Well, I've been taking this from here and I've been putting it there. Okay, what else have you been doing? Well, I've been taking this from here and I've been putting it from here. What else have you been doing? Well, I was taking this from here and I was putting it from here. All right, okay. So how long were you doing that for when you learned that, when you actually picked it up? Oh, well, it was six months and I was able to do from here to here. Okay, 
Have you been doing anything else outside of that? Well, no, really. Okay. So you've got six months' experience in doing that job. It's mm -hmm. just that you've done it for 20 years. You've just done it repetitively, yeah. yeah. You've, 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 no, you've no learned anything else other than that period of time of six months. Everything else was just a trained monkey could do it. Yeah. Do you know one of the important things for me, I think, when it's when you talk about investing yourself and learning and adapt and the thing, and, and, and you pointed this out to me, and, and we've over the years went to a lot of training things and I've developed skills. And then, but what I used to do is always try and like try and absorb everything uh, and try and do everything. Uh, like if you say you went to a, a training course or whatever, whatever it was, for example. But I think it's important to, to remember you're never you're never going to take everything away and learn everything from one one course or one book or one. But if you yeah. could take maybe one or two or possibly three things away and implement them, and and then let them allow you to progress yourself in your position, and keep doing that. And I see over the years I've took wee bits from different things I've done, and I use them all the time now. So and, and so I feel like that's a better way of utilizing the knowledge or the skill. I I was never really I was never really an excel at anything in particular mm -hmm. at that point in time. I was never a natural if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if I was a natural, I wouldn't have failed everything miserably at school, but then passed everything later on. Yeah. But what I learned to do when I invested in myself was I learned to discipline myself the fact that if I made these tiny improvements every single day and then over a period of time. It mm -hmm. would just compound and go up and up and up in terms of the knowledge and expertise I've got. Now, the classic example is Frank Dick, the coach, Frank Dick, who, who coached the England um, Rugby League when they were way beyond God knows when or where. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Frank, I'd listened Frank from stage because we had him in as one of our speakers um, when I was in the network market. Um, so Frank talked about, he says, but he talked about uh, in coaching, it's only about getting people to learn three things at a time. So in other words, get good at this, that, and that, but don't do anything else than out. Just get good at that, that, and that. Okay, are you good at that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you've got two, so you can add another one in again and get good at this now. So it's just these three things that you continually get good at all the time. And then when you get really good at that one, that's out the way, then you add another one in to replace it with the third one again. So you only work on three things to get good at every single time if you're going to be doing anything. And that's what compounds over a, over a longer period of time. We're in it for the long game. This isn't a get quick, a get rich quick scheme. Anything, life is not that. It's the ability to hang on in there and have the faith that you will acquire that knowledge or have that knowledge and be able to implement that knowledge in order to set yourself free later on and to have that rich lifestyle. Yeah. But as you acquire that knowledge, then you become more valuable to other people. And then that's when folk go, how would you like to come and work with me? Yeah. I could give you double the salary. But really? Wow. Okay. What can I do with double the salary? Wow. I'm, I'm, I've, got my lifestyle. I've got my lifestyle where I am right now. Okay. So I can continue to live that lifestyle. But the double the salary would allow me to take the amount of money I'm making the double the salary and invest that and still continue to live the lifestyle I've got now. Mm -hmm. See how that works. Yeah. Now, I might take a wee bit out of that extra and then just go, okay, I'll put that, and I'll live a wee bit of a more rich lifestyle now, but I'll still put substantial amount of the increase that I've got. So every time you get a salary increase, don't think, oh, prices of food have gone up 20%. I'm going to have to spend 20% more on my food bill. No. Shop around, get better prices, cut your food bill back to where it was, okay? 
and still maintain to buy the same things, but maybe different brands. So instead of going yeah. for the Wheatabix, go for the Tesco's own brand, these sort of things. If you want the luxuries in life, and I mean luxuries at that time for me, was yeah. was branded goods. Yeah. You know, it's like I would never I would never dream of buying a brand. What? I'm gonna buy the it's like they're they're about 40% cheaper. Why would I not just buy them? That's the sort of thing. It's the classic as well. Somebody said to me right now, do you know the price of beans? Pines beans are like they're like about they're they're about one pound a can. You can go right down to blooming Aldi's and you can get a a, a, a four for one twenty-five. I know, I know. And Newgate. Newgate brand for 125, but there's no Heinz beans. I tell you what, for a quarter of the price, <laughs> I would be no, okay with no, that. No, no. <laughs> for the quarter of the price, and they're just as good in the taste, that's good enough for me. Because you imagine if you do that right across the board, how much yeah, money yeah. you'll be able to save, but more importantly, how much money you'll have to put in other things to live that rich life that you really want. We often forget. Here's a one that I did recently. I booked my hire car for our holiday at the end of the month, okay? So I booked my hire car, and it cost me uh, quite a bit of money. I saw, I tell you what, it's got a, it's a flexible thing, because I, I, the way I do it, I do a key and go, so you just get all your machine, you're yeah, off, yeah. everything's paid for. You don't need to worry about checking things off and all the rest of it, because time's more important to me. The extra 100, 150 quid out of pay for the key and go, and having to wait for somebody to tick all the boxes, and then all the stress involved, it's like, to hell with that. I'm off. Just give me the key, I'm off. Full insurance and covered. So the time's more important to me now. It's become more valuable to me. So 150 quid extra is nothing in comparison to the time it saves me and the stress and the hassle. But the key here is, I then saw, um, because it's got, uh, you can cancel it any time and get your money back, I then went on again and booked it again and it was 190 quid cheaper. Really? So I cancelled I cancelled the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean what we've spoke about here and it's actually it's kinda of, kinda of into our next topic, which is, is building your money brain. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that, and that's what we've already kind of started talking about. So can um, I just quickly come back to the investing yourself? Invest in yourself, right. invest in time in yourself. The money is the money you spend on courses which are completely relevant to what you do are really important. Yeah. The thing that's going to set you free the most. A university course is maybe going to get you where you want to be if you want to be a specialist in something like a lawyer or an accountant or you want to be a and a, a, a doctor or a GP or something like that. Fair enough. But if you're gonna if you're gonna study history and it's nothing to do with what you're doing, forget going to uni. It's just mm -hmm. like, go, go and get out. and Because when you think about the amount of money that people loan to go and do that, you could have just started your own business. Yeah. You could have just lived the first year off the loan and actually survived the first year and reinvested all the money back into the baby, which is the business, and mm -hmm. actually build your business. So in the next year, your business would have paid for you for anything on. Now, that is the best education you'll get. Because mm -hmm. I tell you what, the information and experience and the knowledge you'll gain from starting your own business is way beyond what you'll ever live, what you'll ever learn anywhere else. It says bits on the ground, life experience things yeah. that you learn. I yeah. used to, uh, what I used to do uh, was I used to do uh, two or three business plans. You know, it, it, were, it never came to anything. But mm -hmm. I put all the business plans together. One was a wholesale paper, um, 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 wholesale paper, in other words, from Tillis Russell, you know, cow the middleman. Um, uh, the other one was probably an early Amazon when you think about it, because <laughs> it was before Amazon existed. Um, so, uh, and then Employment Gazette. So when the Employment Gazette appeared, it appeared six months after, I had actually said, no, I'm not going to do it now. And then all of a sudden, this Employment Gazette for the UK appeared, and then it became, indeed, 
eventually yeah. online. Um, so these are all things I did, which I never actually took anywhere else, but I got a huge amount of experience actually doing it in the first place and talking to all the people would would advertise with me and interaction with other businesses. Mm -hmm. It never started, but the experience I got from doing it was was invaluable. So this is what all about investing yourself is. Yeah. Spend the money, invest the money, invest in yourself for your future, and, and it will pay you dividends for them to come. Build your money brain. Definitely it builds on that completely, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, your money brain. People fight with a poverty mindset all the time. And I know you. we don't understand where you are right now for the people listening and tuning in. Mm -hmm. We, But you don't understand where I am. Okay, I know exactly where you are because I was homeless and unemployed at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through all these struggles. I've gone through all these things. You know, I had a great job. Somebody wiped it out. No fault of my own. I had no formal education at that time either. So I had to, I ended up going back to college. But I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. So so I do know where I do know where most people are at any point in their life because I've probably been through most of them, including addictions <laughs> as well. <laughs> so don't tell me, oh my addiction. It's like, no, no, I've I've probably had it as well. <laughs> um yeah. so you say you say about people having the poverty mindset things, Jim, and, and we've spoke previously and all about people having that wee voice. Or that wee person on your shoulder, and do you know what I mean? That 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 niggles at you, and, and maybe makes you think otherwise than the way your money brain should be set up. Yeah, Mark actually says uh, my my son's expressed a, a wish to be a lawyer. Um, I'll be honest, uh, Mark, just let them do what they want. Just, I mean, I I have now realised, and I have now realised, um, um, you just let your children find their own way, and encourage them as much as possible. Don't mm -hmm. tell them that they can't do it. Encourage them. On their on their way, whatever they want to do. I mean, Scott is uh, works at the uh, Bayer Theatre, uh, technician, you know, lighting production theatre. Yeah. Uh, ben now works as an IT specialist in the RNA Golf, um, so he's now travelling the country, uh, setting up all the uh, IT for the golf events for the Open and stuff like that, and other things that the RNA are doing. Um, uh, Tony's uh, Tony's Tony's Tony is effectively one of the top. Uh, uh, students and accountancy at Robert Gordon University, and yet she's a postie. She just yeah. she was happy. She's happy being a postie. Yeah, she loves doing that, and and that's fantastic. And that's what she loves doing. But there's no way in hell. I remember when I was a window cleaner with my dad, and I remember my brother-in-law and my father-in-law saying to my brother-in-law when he was drunk one night, "You've only amounted to being a window cleaner." And I'm like, sorry, I'm a window cleaner. And he went, oh, uh, uh, well, uh, and I went, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> it's like, I'm a window cleaner as well, and you're castigating for him for being a window cleaner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, where are you? Oh, you're unemployed, aren't you? <laughs> oh, no, honestly, that's what it was. And I could not believe that. This is the, this is the poor mindset. This is how you yeah. let other people drag you down. This is what I'm getting to. So we were we were raised, you know, most people are raised fairly poor, you know. You you but but how is it? How is it? We're we're all born with stardom in our eyes, aren't we? Because mm -hmm. we're all born the same. It's our life experiences and the people around us. It will hold us back or push or rise us up. Yeah. And this is why the next generation, in other words, um, you must encourage them as much as possible to find their own path. I never 
I'd never had any expectation. People go, oh, but your kids will go into the state and say, oh, they're going to property or this. Like, no, I didn't think so. And I would never have any, because I've seen so many experiences from people like that and my friends and the people, my work acquaintances um, and, and even family businesses where they don't want to do things like that. And they're resentful for it. And it's like, yeah. I would never want to do that. I went into a family business when I left uh, school. And, and to be honest, I don't think it was the right thing I should have done. But I just fell into it because it was like, oh, I'll just go work with my dad mm -hmm. as a window cleaner and then we're industrial cleaner. And, you know, that was the sort of thing that you went and, and did. You just fell into it because I had no aspiration. I had no design about what I wanted to do. I knew I, knew I wanted something more. But I didn't know what that was at that point in time. So this is this poor mindset that people adopt and they stick with it for the rest of their life. And then they begin to tell themselves rational, rational lies. You know what? You know what rationalize is? It's just rational lies, isn't it? So when people start to rationalize things, they just tell themselves rational lies about it. Things, yeah. yeah, this is about this is about disease. Well, we're all born with disease, but it's not really disease. It's dis-ease. It's a dis-ease in your body. Bob Proctor talks about this all the time, mm -hmm. about your dis-ease. It's not disease. It's dis-ease. There's something in your body that's not aligning right. It's making you ill as a result because the sun and the moon and the stars aren't aligning with each other, and it's the way your beliefs are compared to what you're actually doing in your actions. And if they don't align with each other, that's what causes this imbalance in your body. So this is all about building a, your money brain and, and making sure you can control that voice, making sure you can tell that voice to shut up. You know, mine's is bubbles. You know, bubbles, shut up, now and again. Um, but some people have a money brain that they have to fight with all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the what makes you think you're so special. Look how long it took me to retire from, um, not from Tillis Russell, but from... E.S.A. Macintosh. It took me about two or three years to actually understand that I could actually physically retire. I would have been retired at 35 years old if it wasn't for my preconceived mindset. I would have been out way before then. Now, I don't regret that because I am where I am because of the things that have happened in my past. Wow. I would never change that. And they're Often, all part of your journey, yeah. People say, what would you tell your 17-year-old self now? If you went, what would you tell them to do? I went, absolutely nothing. Well, no, because then if you change anything, you might not be where you are now. So. I would be shitting myself not to be where I am right now, yeah. honestly, and not to have what I've got right now, yeah. honestly. That's why I would never, ever think about going, oh, I would tell myself to go and buy Microsoft shares. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't tell yourself anything. Don't say a damn word to them. Don't say anything. Don't even say it'll be all right, because that might mean that you'll put them on a different path, because they'll mm -hmm. go, hey, it's going to be all right. I'm I'm shooting up. <laughs> it's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. It's like you yeah. change the whole trajectory. Whereas they were shooting up and you didn't say it's going to be all right. They were going, I'm going to have to check into rehab. And then 20 years later, they're the master of all destinies and they're, they're a guru because <laughs> of the experiences that they had. But you've told them, no, nah, it's going to be all right. So they just keep going and kill themselves. So that's why you never regret and look back and think, I want to change this. Mm -hmm. You know, what would I tell my younger self? Nothing. You know, if you, if, if you are going to tell yourself something, then clearly there's something you've got to reconcile with yourself right yeah. now about where you are. That tells you, that should tell you straight away there's something, there's something that's happened to you that you're not happy with and therefore you wanted to change. And it's not 
it's not too late to do it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're 50, 60, 70, 80 year old, even if you're going on to your deathbed almost, it's not too late to change that. Yeah. If it means lifting up that phone and saying to your kids, I'm sorry, I love you, you know, for all I've done. Yeah, and they going to say something as simple no, as they that. Can but tell, it's they're going to tell you F off, but at least you've done it. And, yeah. and it's there and it's done and that's it. So so these are the sort of things that you, you can do. So you have to fight with that brain all the time because mm-hmm. that one it's, that's the one that works it through. But then that's the one that works in the mindset that actually works when you're dreaming as well. This is why you have horrific dreams sometimes, some people. You know, I used to have like Wes Craven dreams, you know, <laughs> like Wes Craven's like Hellraiser and everything. Yeah. I used to have dreams like that years ago when I was a lot younger. But I had every belief that that was my mind and my psyche working its way out of all the turmoil, and and, and I was in at that time. Mm-hmm. Because if you've, if you've seen my, um, my my early journey and my wealth creation yeah. and diary of a property investor where I first started, it wasn't a good place to 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 be brought up. It wasn't. Yeah. It was a good environment to be brought up in, but it wasn't for the things that actually happened to me. Yeah. So no matter how much money you have in the bank, some people really can't enjoy life, and because they're all terrified that it's still going to disappear. Yeah. My mother and father's like that, they're now. It's like, buy yourself a standard stair lift. You can't get up the stairs because you've got Parkinson's. Oh, my mum says, but it'll, but it'll, you know, what, you know, no make the house look good. It's like, what do you think's more important? Anyway, you're going to be using it later on anyway as well. So you get money <laughs> off of it. But that's the sort of things you get entrenched into when you get into that mindset and it never yeah. disappears. So you need to build that money brain. Uh, and it doesn't mean just about thinking about money. It means about getting out that poverty mindset. That's that's where it is. Uh, that's definitely what I think. And so it's a terrible way to live that way. And there's always more money out there. Remember, there's loads just, of money. You out always there. say that, Jim. There's lots of money out there. You just need to find a way to, to attract, attract it to you. Yeah, yes. you've got to attract it to you. What do you think we're doing right now? Mm-hmm. Hello. It's like, I'm not doing this for money, really, but that it naturally happens. You're teaching people how to do that. Jim Fleming, hey, you can what you're talking about. So go and could you help me with this? And could you help me with that? Mm-hmm. Could you help me with this? And could you help me with that? And by the way, go and sell my house at the same time. Yeah, quid's in. And, yeah. and that's effectively why people use me, because I, I give them value way beyond what I'm doing for them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they're quite happy to reciprocate that and say to me, yeah, okay, come and sell my house. It's like, I've not told you what I'm going to charge you yet. I'm no caring. It's like, I'm not caring what you're going to charge me. It will never replace what you've just given to me and what you've done for me. Mm-hmm. That's what happens as a natural result. As you give more, eventually you will receive more. That's, you know, you give, 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 give. And at some point in the future, you'll get. You have to be a real giver in life. This is why some people don't last too long in five properties. But some people like yourself, Richard, are still here. Yeah. Because you're a giver. And that's how you'll be successful because that's who the type of person you are deep down. It's the it's the takers that don't last long within our environment that we're in mm-hmm. because they're takers and they get identified as takers and they get seen like that and they don't they don't work, they don't have the same mindset, therefore they that's don't like the yeah. machine. Therefore, eventually they know that they know they have to leave because we're sitting saying, well, keep going, keep going, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing, keep giving, keep giving, keep giving, keep giving, keep giving. It's like I don't want to give anymore. I'm a greedy bugger. That's what mm-hmm. that's what they're like. It's like, well, I'm I'm afraid you're in the wrong place. If, if you have to rely on being here's here's a classic here. If you have to rely on your job paying you more money, paying you more money to feel valued, you're in the wrong job. Yeah. 
if you think if you have to rely on your job to pay you more money to feel valued, you're in the wrong job. Definitely, one hundred percent. You need to change jobs, but people don't realise that. They keep thinking, if I get more money, I'll feel better. I'll feel better. I'll feel better. Small no, validation no. thing as well. I could, I could give you hundreds of thousands of pounds. Your lifestyle will move up to that level, and then you will still want more money because there's something that's not been fulfilled within. It's deep down in your beliefs. It's mm -hmm. not been fulfilled. That's the problem. That's why you don't last long in certain situations because you're fighting with yourself within. That comes onto the mindset. The think differently. The seventh yeah. one. Yeah, thinking thinking differently from like you said earlier, way back at the at the beginning, look at people and look what the masses are doing and do something different. And it's think differently mm. from the pack of what yeah. what the the average person does or what the majority of average people do. Think about that and do differently. Um, one thing a lot of people go on about every single time is you've got to own a house to be validated. Yeah, yeah. Parents tell them every single time the younger generation now, and it's not applicable to the younger generation now, to be honest, is you have to own a house. And the younger generation are going, why do I need to own a house? Why? I mean, it's it's cheaper renting in most occasions now because the value of the house and the mortgage and the amount you have to pay in finance and the fact that you have to then, then look after the house, you've got to do all the repairs and improvements and everything else. Um, and you don't have that. You've got the entry cost, you've got the exit cost as well of buying and selling. And, and it's only for a short period of time when you buy your first house. So is it actually worth doing that? I, I would argue for most people, our first time buyers, I would probably just rent in the beginning. Yeah. Once you find your ideal life partner and you're going to have a family and the family's coming along, that's the time to buy the house. And then you find something that's secured, a lot more secure in terms of where you're going to live for a longer period of time. Yeah, because now it's worth it. It's worth it to do that. That's where you probably do that. But all that time people say, but that's that's dead money, that's dead money. No, it's no. Because the money that you're saving from no having to do all the repair bills, the money that you're saving from actually no having to pay all the interest on the mortgage and everything like that, you know, because and the money that you're saving from the entry and exit costs of actually buying and selling within such a short period of time it could actually be put away for buying that house later on and actually be put into proper funds in order to grow, to possibly be buy more, you know, grow exponentially more. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, are landlords that actually only rent their house and they rent to everybody else yep. as well. They don't actually own their house. Yeah, I know a few as well. And yet everybody still has that mindset of, oh, I've got to own a house to be wealthy. No, you're not, because you're not going to get it. You're still staying in the house when you're before you die. The only way you'll ever be wealthy at a house if you're actually if you buy it to, to stay in it is the day you die. But you can't actually you can't actually get any of that money. So you're not going to make any money out of that. Again, I come back to saying the house is just a living. Mm -hmm. It's just comfort and affordability. So yeah. think different from the park. People wrestle with that idea about the house thing. The society loves home ownership. Um, it's associated with being an adult, all these different things. Every time you meet an adult, um, so when are you going to buy a house? That's what people yeah. say. When you buy your, oh, you bought your first house. Oh, you bought your new car. Let's everybody go out and have a look at your new car. I'm like, it's only a bloody car. I'm, like, I'm not going out to look at anything. It's raining. Mm -hmm. I could take it less. Uh, even my, my family, when I bought my camper van, it's like, let's go and have a look at it. And I'm like, there's the keys then. It's like, <laughs> I'm not bother. It's, it's for me. It's not to validate me in front of everybody else. It's only for me and my pleasure. Mm -hmm. I'm not showing it to anybody else and saying, oh, look what I've got. I've got this. It's like, no, nah, 
that's not what that's for. So if you can get over that and you can see past that, you can understand. Um, that's 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 where you need to be in terms of your mindset. Think differently from the park. Now, I'm not saying it's going to apply to everybody. You'll have your own journeys to actually yeah. to, to get through and, and go through as well. Um, our society has that set of rules, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Now, it? Here's what happens. Yeah. Go to school. Work hard at school. Mm-hmm. Get an education. Come out of school. Go to university now is added on. Get knee deep in debt with your student loan. Go and have a great time. This is a, this is another one. University is all about having a fantastic time and staying in student accommodation with everybody else. Bullshit. <laughs> University is all about educating yourself to get a better paid position in order to invest more money for the future and have more money to re- live your rich lifestyle. It's not about having a good time. It's about educating yourself. And people have this, use it as an opportunity to have a worldly event. It's like, no, don't get yourself racked up in student debt because you're probably getting involved in something you're never going to use for your career later on. Because yeah. most people change their careers about three or four times. Over the, They do completely different things. I would never have in a lifetime thought I would be an estate agent. I'd never thought I'd be a letting agent either. I had no desire to be like that when I first started. I wanted to be a policeman. God knows where that came from. Maybe a control thing. <laughs> it's like, you're doing this because I say so. That's the law. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> maybe a referee. No, I didn't want to be that either. I kind of stand for law. Um, so these are the these are the sort of things. It's the stay. It's the stay. Work hard at school. And I always used to say to my children when my kids walked out the door, I used to say, "Have a fantastic day. Work smart." I never mm-hmm. used to say work work hard. I used to say, "Do your best. Work smart." Yeah, that's everything I used to say to them. Do your best. Work smart. Do your best. Work smart. Have a great day. That's all I used to say to them because I never wanted to put in their head about the association about working hard at school relates to a better quality lifestyle it's like no 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 working hard at school just means you get a better education if mm-hmm. you if you work hard at school and stick in you'll maybe get a better job and then with the job comes the pension and then you put your head down no stick in get your head down you know <laughs> don't make too much trouble don't don't hassle it. Buy a house when you get to become an adult. Oh, and by the way, you'll need two cars, and every single year you'll need to have that wow holiday to show everybody on Instagram. And then you end up in debt. Does that sound familiar to most people? Yeah. That is what we are taught in our society, and I always say is to be a good worker ant. Yeah. So. Rack, rack up a lot of debt. You said that yourself, Richard. The misery we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, so one, so one of the secrets is to live in a rich life, is to completely ignore that bullshit. And do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's hard to do this all by yourself, but if you can find people who think like you, even just online, it makes it a lot easier. It's it's like attracts like, and if you want to be rich, guess what? You have to get around. But you don't need to pay money to get around these people. There's lots and lots of free induction courses and stuff like that. You can pick up loads and yeah. loads of knowledge. You just have to resist the temptation to sign up to any of their courses. 
Yeah, it's all about get pulled in by the sales funnel. Yeah, it's yeah. all about hype to get you hyped up, get your get your dopamine and your your all your endorphins flowing. So you go, yeah, I'm going to be successful because everybody else in the room is going, yeah. Why do you think Tony Robbins gets everybody to jump up and down? Woohoo! And, and then when you come out of Tony Robbins after the weekend, you just want to go back in your work and cuddle everybody because <laughs> that's what you've been doing, isn't it? Yeah. And everybody's going, what the? It's like, what's going on? Yeah, we too much you're invading my space but that's what it does to you but could you work out when you think to yourself you could have that feeling every single day if you can anchor that yeah you can anchor that feeling you can switch that on and switch that off now i'm not saying i'm going to be happy go wacky every single day you know it's like yeah i could just switch it on there's some days i think i can't be bored with anything yeah it's like i just want to throw myself in the nearest cliff <laughs> I was just about to say it's only natural we have off days, but uh, maybe not. That. <laughs> but but genuinely, yeah. that's the time. So it's not all swimmingly uh, great for for everybody, myself oh, included. Right. There's, there's yeah. days where you think, oh, just, uh, uh, I just, I didn't even why I bother. It's you know, and everybody has these days. But the key here is you then have to realise that when you say things like that to yourself, you immediately say to yourself, well, it's not going to be like that tomorrow and the next day anyway. It's yeah. just like, it's just for today. That's yeah. all. You need to so you've got, you've got this day today, you get through it and it'll not be like that tomorrow. And my mentors always used to say to me, Jim, just keep saying to yourself, not going to be like this in five years. Mm-hmm. It'll be completely irrelevant what I'm going through right now in five years' time. Do you know what you and said that, to me fairly recently and it stuck with me and it say, this too shall pass. <laughs> yeah, this too shall pass every single yeah. time. Yeah, it will always it will always pass. It's maybe hard at this point in time, whatever you're going through out there, um, but it will pass mm-hmm. with time, um, whatever it is. Um, okay, so the next one for me is probably setting these goals. Yeah, just so setting goals, and you sp- spoke about working smart there, Jim. And and the, when you set goals, there's the thing, and we've all well, we've all done it. I don't know if everybody watching, but. You do it in training courses and things, and it's called SMART. So what is SMART, Jim? And it's a good t- uh, tactic for setting goals. Well, this is Stephen Covey. This is the SMART goals, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, the habits uh, you have. Uh, so SMART goals is for living this rich life. You know, yeah. the famous framework is setting the word SMART, uh, and it means be specific about what you want. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I, want a, oh, I want a great car. Most people, when you say... You know, when they say, I'd love to win the lottery, then you go, okay, so if you won the lottery, what would you have? Um, mm, uh, uh, I'd have a nice car. Okay, so what type of car would that be? Um, uh, and the first thing that pops in the head is usually a Lamborghini or Ferrari, because <laughs> everybody else has said that. You know, yeah. a Lamborghini. It's like, really? Would you actually have that? What type of Lamborghini would you have? And, and then they go, well, I've never really thought about it. I mean, when I got sat down for the first time with my mentor, this was actually Altony Craig, you know, the councillor actually sat mm-hmm. down. Altony sat, sat down in, in my house in Dower Street and Leaven, in my wee two-bedroom flat when we first started, when he introduced me to all my mentors um, subsequently. Um, when he sat down with me, he says, what do you want in your life? What's your goals? And I went, oh, oh I'd, love a, I'd love a really good car. And it's like, what's your ultimate car? If you could, and this, is, this is shows you how limited my mindset was, if money was no object and you could have any car in the world, what would you have? Oh, that's got to be a Rover Tomcat. Eh? 
What's a Rover Tomcat? Well, it's a 220, faster production car on the road. At that time, the Rover Tomcat, the 220. Mm-hmm. He went, OK, you wouldn't want a Lamborghini, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or anything. Money's no object, mind. You don't know if you've got any car in the world you can choose from. You can, you know, Bugatti Veyron and something like that. It's like, oh, Rover Tomcat's fine. See the limited mindset? Yeah. It, it, because I had no belief that I could ever achieve that at that time. And that's why I was stuck in that 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 in that jar. I wasn't I wasn't able to get out of that jar. I was hitting the head my head against the glass ceiling all the time mm-hmm. because I, I never thought I could get any higher than what that glass ceiling had, had, had put me in. So that's the sort of thing, that's the mindset. So be specific of what you're doing, make sure it's measurable in some mm-hmm. sort of shape or form. And I mean, you know, how are you gonna get it or what do you need to do to get it? These sort of things. Also make sure it's attainable. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd love to win the lottery. Okay, so what's the chances of that? Eh, one in 15 million. Okay, so do you think that's attainable? No. Maybe no pay the lottery. I win the lottery every single week. Do you know why I win the lottery? Because I don't play it. Yeah. Every single week I, I win the lottery. Either. I don't play it. I'm an addicted gambler. I'm well aware of that. But I was an addicted gambler. I'm not now. Because everybody says, oh, you should wear that and you should always keep it with you. And it's like, no, 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 you don't. You don't. You know, you know that for the rest of your life. It, you're no longer that now. It's mm-hmm. that. It's like the alcoholic. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. And they all keep standing up after 30 years. No, no, no. You're not an alcoholic any longer. No. You just don't drink alcohol now. That means you'll never, ever go back to it. Because you have painted yourself as you're not an alcoholic. You're just, you don't drink. I don't drink. That's it. So that's the sort of mindset. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to realise it's got to be attainable. It's got to be something that you think you, it's got to be something you can actually think, yeah, that's attainable. That could definitely be attainable. One day I could probably buy a Ferrari. It's going to be costing me two hundred thousand pound. How am I going to get that? How's that going to work? Now I never ever thought the day that I would ever buy any cars like that. I just had cars in my mind that things like uh, an MGB, you know, one of the new ones when they first came out. The Rover Tomcat, stuff like that. That's where my mindset was at that time. But as you grow up and you these become attainable to you now, you then see bigger, you see a bigger, it's that climbing that mountain. Once yeah. you get over that first summit, you're like, oh, wait a minute, there's another one. And then you get over that one, it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's another one to climb. But by the way, it never ends. There's always another one to climb. And that's okay. Um, but just realize that. Uh, they've got to be relevant to what you're doing. There's no point in saying you want a Ferrari if you don't want one. It's yeah. like, it's no relevance at all. There's no point in saying you want a castle. I mean, I did want a castle at one point, and I did actually go to see some castles <laughs> with a view, and there's, there's often yeah. I drive past them and think, thank God I never bought that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, at that time, yeah, definitely. So there was, at that time, it was like the castles, and, and I thought, thank God I never bought these castles. Um, Because I would I, my, my budget would have been broken. I would never have any more money to invest. I would have my lovely castle, and it probably cost a fortune. And more than likely, I would have, I would have regretted it at some point in time. Yeah. But I do drive past these big, massive places now and think, oh, thank God I never bought that. <laughs> Knowing what I know now. Yeah. Um, so it has to be relevant to what you're wanting. If, if, it's, if you don't want a castle, for God's sake, don't see a castle. Because yeah. Yeah. you'll never, ever do anything because you don't really want it deep down. You have to put some sort of time limit on it. When are you going to get it by? Mm-hmm. Hung by your tongue. Yeah. No, it doesn't mean to say you've got to beat yourself up if you don't get it, but you could just refocus. This is mm-hmm. a classic example. I do walking along the beach, the video, and the walk along the beach, and you've got the footprints in the sand where the beach is, 
And then all of a sudden the sea comes in and washes the footprints away. And that's what kind of happens to your goals. Now and again, the, the, the sea comes in and it washes your goals away. But where you're going is the, is the stone, you know, in front of you, you know, way ahead of you. That's where you're heading. So that goal is always the same, but the plans that you're doing gets washed away in the process. Mm-hmm. But you're still heading there. So you just make new plans to get that goal. So make it relevant to what you want, but also time, time right, bound. Right, right. So what time, when are you going to get it by? Um, it's difficult for me to say that because I'm very, very intense when I want, when I do focus for something and I say I'm going to get it by that time, I make damn sure I'm going to get it by that time. So for me personally, I don't tend to time bound myself because I know I'm quite disciplined to get it anyway. I don't say I'm going to get it by that time because the difficulty is I will, I've got no off off switch. So because I've got no off switch, I will push myself to the point of breaking and sometimes break myself at the same time in order to yeah. get what I want. Because I don't have that off switch. I don't know when to step back. I don't know when to take that step. But you've seen me. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I've broken people lying on the floor. <laughs> so, I mean, this is great. One of the things that helped me with goal setting, though, is to focus more on the actions I need to do than the outcomes. Yeah. The things you need to do on your journey to get into your goal. Yeah, what do I need to go? What do I need to do to get there? What, how mm-hmm. do I get there? And what do I need to do? And I made the I made the dream bigger, um, and we'll talk about that in, in the last sections. So, yeah. so the next thing for me, probably number nine, before we're finishing off on number ten, is spend on on experiences. Yeah. So you, you spoke about obviously we've spoke about the Lamborghini and the, the Ferrari and all the rest of it, but it is still important to to still spend on experiences and things. Um, Oh, well, houses, cars, toys, all of these things dip with time. As I've yeah. said before, it's it's the classic. It's like you buy that house you always wanted and then you realise it ends up becoming it ends up becoming a, a, a more or less a, a grave because yeah. you're, you're not like able to get car thing. You drive out the yeah. showroom, you've lost money already. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that you've lost money. It's you're, you're locked into finance payments because mm-hmm. most people will finance it. So you're locked into finance payments. Then you buy your house, the big, huge house. You're locked into finance payments. If anything changes, it ends up becoming the, the end of you, the, the, you know, the beginning of the end for you. Mm-hmm. So these are sort of things that you've got to really re- consider um, about whether you actually want to do this or not, um, whether this is a journey you want to take and want to continue, or whether um, whether that's experiences. Now, the great thing about experiences, here's a classic. You can, as I said before, you can buy that BMW, mm-hmm. that 5 Series that you always wanted. You know, that goes like a rocket. You can pay 90 or 100,000 for it. Or you can just hire it for a couple of weeks and get it out of your system for five grand. Now, driving yeah. at the showroom, you've lost 20%. Mm-hmm. You've lost 20 grand. Or you just spend five grand and you have that shiny new BMW and, you you know, it, 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 you go out in it for the, the two weeks, you get out of your system, you hand it back to them and say, I've got no other responsibilities or liabilities for that car anymore. Happy days. I'm a free man. I can do what I want. I don't like my boss. Just quitting my job because I've got no ties anymore. Because mm-hmm. I've not got any. I've not got any commitments to keep paying money every single month. It's the things that you start committing to. You buy yourself. You draw yourself into. One thing employers want the most for you to do is actually to get married, to have kids, to buy a big house, to buy a big car, to have live that. Rich dependent on your salary too. Yes, you're financing all the time because they're probably the ones that pay you the most salary, and you can't move anywhere else as a result. Now they've got you by the short and curlies. 
mm-hmm. literally, unless you do some beauticians there. <laughs> and you didn't have short and curly anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, we know what you mean. <laughs> but but they have. They've got you. They've got you straight away because of that. So you're stuck. You're stuck in a rut. And a rut is just a grave with the end kicked out. You know, that's mm-hmm. it. The end's kicked out. That's all a rut is. You're in a routine. A routine is rut. A routine. Rutting. Rutting. Yeah. I used to say jokingly, it was like routine. Routine is the French for rut. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really. But it's just literally a grave with the ends kicked out. That's it. You're stuck for the rest of your life. But all that debt piled onto yeah. you. All that stress piled onto you as well. Do you really want that? So it's like that. It's like that. It's like that. You get you get into that sort of mindset because everybody else around about you is doing it. They're all buying houses. Notice yeah. when somebody puts a house up for sale on the street, everybody else starts considering putting your house up for sale as well. Yeah. We're creatures of habits. We follow the tribe with the tribe mentality. So experience is probably the most important things I would say if you're going to do anything. I'm so glad the experiences have actually shown that people spend their money on things like vacations have more positive beliefs and more positive. Yeah, I think spending time if it's with your family or, or whatever, spending time money on times like that is probably more important than buying a fancy car or buying now a I know that. toy. Or... Now I know that, Richard. But most of the time, instead of doing that, I just invested my money. Yeah. I literally invested, and I talk about crazy numbers, like 8% of my income, mm-hmm. I invested every single time. It was like, I was I was just going to live on the bare basics, and Elaine mm-hmm. was prepared to do that as well. And we were we were happy doing that, because we had each other, and we just continued to do that, because she had faith in me. She never had faith in the long-term vision. She never knew any idea, but she had yeah. complete faith in me that I was going to do this, mm-hmm. and I was gonna, I was going to be successful in whatever I wanted to do. You know, that was, she had her doubts on the way. Now and again, it's like, oh, she should be doing this. Like, no, no, I, I know exactly what I'm doing. And this yeah. is the reason why. And that's probably because of the lack of communication that we had a lot of turmoil in our relationship through that period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 really the reality. Thing, yeah. But again, these are things that I learn now. So it's easy for me to communicate with Elaine. It's like, do you realize where we are right now and what we've got and how we can love and how we can live the rest of our lives? I mean, I'm looking at a cruise last night and thinking, Wow, an exp- an expedition cruise to the a cruise actually to the Antarctic or the Arctic. They actually go out in a scientific boat, and mm-hmm. you're on a cruise with them, and then they take the boat out, and you're on the boat with them, and you're in the Arctic, looking at the whales and the yeah. seals and the penguins. But you're actually there in the Arctic with the scientific expedition, and you're on a luxury cruise. <laughs> Is this the one when they stop and let you off onto the ice and... and Viking. I've, I've looked at them, yeah, they're, they're crazy. Thinking, Holy shit. Wouldn't that be great just to yeah. go and just go to the... Now, I wanted to walk to the Antarctic. I want... To, that's one of the seven summits plus the Arctic and the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. Whether that's going to happen or not in my lifetime, I'm not particularly sure. But at some point, I think that would be a great opportunity. And I yeah, think... Well, that's an experience. Yeah, definitely. That's an experience in itself. Yeah. understanding that that is the ultimate how many people could ever have that in their life that is a very few people that ever have that that's like the people that climb everest you know everybody goes on about how many people oh everybody climbs everest no 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 no. there's less than five thousand people climbed everest in the whole of their lifetime how many people are in the world 
it's just that you see in the you see pictures on the you know of the of the window where it's from April, May, June, July, April to July. It's ninety days to climb. At ninety days, you see that everybody doing it all at the same time because that's the only time they can climb mm-hmm. to to the top of Everest. That's the yeah. only time you can do it really. So they all go at the same time. They've only got two days on the window of opportunity on the last two days is when they can actually go to the summit. And that's why they're all in a line. And that's what you see. But less than a handful of people in the world have actually climbed Everest and ever will. And yet everybody goes, ah, everybody. Oh, I don't want to go to Everest. Everybody goes to Everest. The one very elite in the world that actually be able to do that. Virgin Galactic. How many people go into space? You know, who, who can claim to do that? These are the sort of experiences that ultimately a, a super wealthy life will actually afford you to get access to. Afford you to get access to. Doesn't mean to say you've got to do it. No. But just the very thought that you can actually do it is actually good enough for me. So if you want a rich life, make sure you have some sort of budget. It's going towards things that will make life memorable for you. This is the 10% and the 10% yeah. I was talking about. Spend it every month. You know, once you've worked out your budget, spend that budget every month. Enjoy yourself. Have a great time with it. The final one for me is design your life. Design the life you really want. Mm-hmm. In a world that tells people to follow your passion, it's surprising to realize that people <laughs> people doing so weren't always the happiest ones. In fact, some of the happiest people were the ones doing work they didn't actually love but earning great money and building an awesome life on their time off. Remember, I talk about this all the time. We have people that we've mentored slightly over the years mm-hmm. and they've gone off the track. They've like, and I'm like, you're nuts. Your job is paying you an absolute fortune right now. You're only going to be at this for at least three or four years. I can see this light at the end of the tunnel, but you can walk away from this entirely financially free. If you grind this out for the next three or four years and then they give up and then they change jobs and they don't get the lucrative income they've got and now they're still working for the rest of their life. They're in a job. Oh, but I'm self-employed. No, you're no. You've got a job. That's it. Yeah. Face facts. You've got a job. You've all you've done is traded the shitty job that you didn't you had, which was actually paying really well and guaranteed your income all the time and guaranteed you benefits all the time as well. For a shitty job you've got to work in for the rest of your life as self-employed with no guarantee anymore. That's what that's what a lot of people don't realise that they do. They design a life thinking that their self-employment is going to set them for, oh, I'm going to be able to work anytime I wanted. I get a newsflash, you're not getting paid. Because your ability to perform is how you make money. And if you know if you're away on holiday, you ain't making money. Yeah. You're a joiner or a carpenter, you know, or or a or a or a dentist, and you're self-employed. You still have to keep doing dentistry. You still have to keep doing your accounts. If you're an accountant, you still have to be doing being a lawyer. You still have to keep advising people. If you're a one-man operation, self-employed, in your so-called business, you've not got a business. You've got a job. That's why you've got to design your life. You've got to make sure you do it correctly. Stick to that crappy job. You know, if it pays well, stick to it. Because if you've got a plan to retire in the next three or four years, what are you bored about? Folk working jobs for 40 years that they don't like just because that's all they've got. 
And you're greeting about four years having a go at this. That's what I did. I loved what I did in manufacturing, but towards the end, it got really difficult for me. And because I knew my rich life was waiting on me, but I just didn't have the... I didn't have the... I didn't have the... I didn't have the balls, basically, to, to, yeah, to, to jump. jump. Yeah, to take that jump, yeah. I said quite clearly on paper, it's like, oh, my God, Jim, you've got all this money coming in. What are you doing continue to work where you are, earning a lot less and taking up most of your time? That's the sort of thing that really got it for me and, and, and really set it home for me. So... Whatever you decide to do, design your life. Don't just fall into it. Don't just let people make decisions for you. If you feel you want to earn more money, try to try more in that direction. If you want to build financial freedom in order to follow a passion project, work hard on learning that you need to do. There's no one answer or right answer for anybody out of this. But if you have the agency to feel like your life is yours, or the urgency, I would say, it's the urgency, yeah. Yeah. And making that decision, you'd be a million times happier. Yeah. It's like the people that come into, you know, Pop Idol and Britain's Got Talent and they're singers and they've been around for years and they're going, you know, you've not got what it takes. I but I'm not gonna give up the dream. I'm not gonna give up the dream. I admire these people more than anything because they're not gonna give up on the dream. The only time you'll ever fail is when you give up. Mm-hmm. And I always have a great belief that every dog has their day. Every single time. Every dog has their day. It always goes around again. Always comes around. Even though yeah. you're down in your luck right now, if you keep persevering in what you're doing, at some point in time, whatever will happen, will come back into favour again. It will, definitely. So every dog has their day. You just keep going at doing what you're doing. Cammy's a classic example. Yeah. Mark said it right there. Look at Cameron. You know, it's doing, you know, it's a fantastic singer on Britain's Got Talent. And he comes on, he doesn't quite make it, but he's now on the road doing yeah. a tour. He's on, yeah, he's on tour now. Yeah. And he's living the dream. He's got his barber shops, fair enough, but they can look after themselves because there's people that are there and it's easy to handle. But he's doing what he's doing. He's following his passion. I always believed when I saw him in the tattoo, I thought, holy shit, what are you doing being a barber if you're not following your dream? I was like, I could not believe that. And I, I was often, at, when I was driving past the shop, I was often at times to walk in and just punch him in the face and go, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, clearly, your passion obviously lies in what you're doing right now in terms of singing. And, and, and that is where you excel and light up. And now he's following his dream. And I, and yeah. I wish him all the best. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing his journey. I hope at some point in time he'll come on the Wealth Creation Show and maybe talk about his journey and, and what he's doing. And maybe we might, I might actually get him off. So next time you go off, Richard, I'll probably get Cammy on and we'll talk about <laughs> his journey. <laughs> There's a point. There's a classic. So it's designing your life. There's not right one answer for everything. It's what you want to do, what makes you feel better. It's following your passion and learning to monetize your passion as well. Um, don't settle for less and chase it every yeah. single time. Yeah. I mean, these these are actually our, our 10 uh, secrets to living that rich life. And I hope they'll help you in your journey. And at the end of the day, um, you get to choose the things that you want to focus on. In my personal experience, living a rich life is an ongoing thing. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it is an ongoing thing. I think for anybody, whether 
you're at your stage, Jim, or whether you're at my stage, or, or Mark, or um, uh, Gary, like whatever stage anybody's at, it is an ongoing thing. Absolutely. But these are the 10... The 10 secrets that you've covered today, Jim, are really good. And I Absolutely. Think There's loads and loads of other information. Yeah. We'll, we might talk about the other and the facts, the numbers, and all the rest of it um, yeah. on other shows as well. But these are the things that people need to focus on the most and get the best out of everything. Um, and, and that's me for today. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks yeah. Richard, for doing no, that. that right, yeah. bit. But I think it's essential we need to say this to people. It's essential that I document this as well because, yeah. again, as I said before, this isn't for me. This is for the generations of my families to come and my children to now. They're not a point. Of, they're probably not at a point of readiness for them in terms of their journey. But when they get to probably when you get to about thirty, when you get to about forty, that's when your midlife crisis starts to kick in, and that's the that is the thing about you know this. I mean, you, you most people usually say to themselves, "This this this can't be it. Surely, yeah, this just can't be it. It can't be just this for the rest of my life." There has to be something bigger out there, something greater out there. Guess what? Newsflash. It's always been there. Yeah, You're yes. only noticing it right now. You're only beginning to notice it now. And if you can notice it quicker, um, if you're younger, then good luck to you because this now is the time to start your journey and start to do the things that you need to do to build your wealth for the future. Stay in your job. Ben, stay in the RNA. Scott, stay in whatever you're doing production-wise. You've got the property business to, to build in wealth as you go outside of that. And you could do anything you want to do anywhere you want to do it. Somebody yeah. says to them, you know, turned around one day and says, uh, maybe like, uh, Luke Scott, we're not going to be able to take you over to Australia on the tour for Hamilton or Aladdin or something like that. And Scott goes, don't worry about it. I'll be able to pay for it. Sorry? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'm all right. I'll just, I'll come across and help you. I'll, 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 I can, I can afford it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's the sort of things you can do when you want to do it. It's like, no, no, I'm just doing this for the passion. I love doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing this for the money. <laughs> it's like the money's a byproduct. Great stuff. Yeah. But I love what I'm doing. And that's, that's what a rich lifestyle affords you to do. Yeah. Good. Well, we will be back next Monday, same time. I've took note of these questions to succeed in life, Jim. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that next week as well. And thanks to everybody for Keep interactive and joining in in the comments. And until next week, we will see you at 12.30 Monday. Bye-bye, Zanin. Bye-bye, everybody.